that seems to be yes. the way of the millennials. Mm-hmm. I know Assholes. better than you. Well, no, you don't really. Right. Yep. So I just decided, you know what? I'm just doing my fucking job. All this extra shit you want me to do? Yeah, not going to happen anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's past the scope of what I do. Yep. Sorry. No, I don't have time for that. I can't do it. Dance, monkey, dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing just swell. Yeah. Getting a little bit of a cold snap down here in Florida. Yeah. It's uh, it's different. (laughs) (laughs) Have you gotten to wear a jacket more than one day? Oh, I haven't even worn a jacket yet. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, wait a minute. No, I think I wore a hoodie one night. (laughs) Well, there you go. But, uh, yeah, no. No, I mean, I put long pants on with my sandals. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. My dad's sandals. You are a true so, yeah. true Floridian. Mm-hmm. It's not going to last. We'll be back in the 80s in a couple of days, and then we'll go down again, and then it'll go up again. And, well, you know, it, it never lasts. But, it's a roller coaster. You know, it's nice for, no, for a it little doesn't. bit. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Florida, I saw this. I saw this uh-huh. um, um, article. I guess there was a earnings call for Disney because you're right in the heart of it. Um, uh-huh. Where um, they were, they were talking about food at Disney World. <laughs> yes. And apparently, um, Chief Financial Officer Christine McCarthy basically said that they were looking at the idea of making the portion smaller, and they thought that that would help people's waistlines. No, what she said was... Is that not what she said? I think, I think a few people could... could benefit from that (laughs) but they're not going to cut the costs oh no no it'll probably go up so instead of a quarter pound burger it'll be like a you know an eighth pound burger for you know two dollars more I just I don't understand how they can um because like like as a family going you could easily spend 40 bucks for two people on like chicken nuggets and fries yes and the fact that you might get less chicken nuggets and less fries for the same amount of money if not more is just fucking disgusting but that's what people have been getting for the past 18 months they didn't lower their prices when they started cutting things no they actually raised them Exactly. 
and they're talking about all these these things that are coming back and it's like well indiana jones is coming back with a reduced cast (laughs) and it's not because of covid it's because they're trying to squeeze every penny out of it yeah because bob chapek is evil i i can't see him well i guess if he's making money for the stockholders he'll stick around but it's it's a weird fucked up place where like you're gouging people in the middle of a pandemic like you should be happy the people showed back up but oh yeah definitely you know people did show back up and they showed up in fucking droves because how dare they shut down disney for like a year in fucking california right right i don't know it's pretty fucked up yeah America. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the way it is. A- apparently, the uh, the Star Wars hotel has sold out for the first several months, and it's open. Are you serious? At like three grand yep. a person? Yep. Jesus Christ. This country deserves whatever it fucking gets. Well, it's coming. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, (laughs) where to start? You've got a judge in a murder trial who says you can't refer to the people the guy murdered as victims. Well, yeah, well, that's a MAGA judge in a MAGA setting who probably has aspirations of political office. Sure he does. And so, you know, he's going to do whatever he can to lessen the blow. Um, you know, they threw out the the gun charge. or Why did you throw out the gun charge? It was cut and dry. That's That tells me that it's a mistrial. So, that tells me that this man should not be in office as a judge. Okay, so, so I looked into it because I figured we were going to have this discussion. And basically what they threw out was something that if you read the law word for word, it does not apply to him. Um, Something that they had charged him with that they were trying to get as far as like the automatic rifle, the thing that they actually put in the law had to do with somebody being um, younger than 16, which he wasn't. And the oh. type of rifle that he was using, it it's only specific to a a short nose rifle, which an AR-15 isn't, and so that's why it was thrown out. But mm-hmm. on the surface, it looks really shitty to be like this dude. Like after he gunned down three people, then went and took pictures with um um white power people holding up his gun. Right. And it's like you knew exactly what you were doing. You knew exactly why you were there. Like that really should be enough. And I'm going to like, if, if he fucking walks like it's, I can't imagine what's going to go on in, in fucking neighborhoods in in ethnic I, neighborhoods. Well, and, and did you see the, the interview with his mother? 
No, I. Who said he had the gun because he was afraid for his life? He had no reason to be there. Yeah, if if he wasn't in the crowd, he wouldn't be fearful for his life. If that's what he really was. I don't know. It's it's a pretty fucked up situation. Just. Mm-hmm. It just gets worse. It just gets worse. And now there's a damn new Taylor Swift album? Come on. <laughs> it's the end of the world. Oh, poor Taylor. <laughs> You're just trying to step on her like Kanye did. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so anyway. So, okay. So we'll go back to Disney for a minute. Um, Disney also had a, a Disney Plus day. Yeah, which from all accounts was a disaster. So we had we had talked about a couple of weeks ago the fact that like we were expecting a Boba Fett trailer to drop at Disney Plus Day, but they dropped it like a week earlier and they Mm -hmm. probably should have saved it for for Disney Plus Day. Right. Because there was nothing of interest that came out of that. They they dropped a 15 minute Marvel video that was literally like 10 minutes of rehash of shit that you already saw. Mm -hmm. And the things that you wanted to see like she Hulk and moon Knight and shit like that, they were like 25 seconds long. And they were like hidden. Yeah. Like they weren't, easy to find you had to like go and search for obi-wan kenobi to bring up the trailer it's like and that got released online the day before well it got leaked well you know yes it did it it you know it would have been the big thing you know one of the big things to look forward to that was taken away but I mean, you can't build a Disney Plus day on, hey, we're finally putting Enchanted on, or we're finally putting Shang-Chi, or you've all waited long enough, so here's Jungle Cruise. Like, right? none of that would have phased me. You know, you don't do that to, like, build hype. Like, the, the hype that you want to build is off of the Obi-Wan show, or... Mm-hmm. you know the any of the, the Marvel properties that like that's what people are wanting to see and Disney just fucking fumbled hard well they did and they relied so heavily on Twitter for their announcements during the, the whole day and they didn't know how to use Twitter <laughs> it's like oh my god yeah it was it was pretty bad it was I I I kind of looked at what was available and it's like, Oh, this is what we were supposed to be excited about. Uh, and but you could get a month for $1.99 if you acted quick. But how many people aren't already subscribed? That's right. Like, like who was that benefiting other than them? Like toting it out there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure like, if you had canceled your subscription and then tried to get the dollar ninety nine thing, like you wouldn't have been able to do it because you're not a new subscriber, right? So I don't I don't understand their fucking thinking at all. Like the the 
the little thing that they did with Hawkeye was cool. Like, but why spoil yeah. the oneer in the car instead of just experiencing that during the trailer or during the actual show? Right. Like there's, there's six episodes and you just probably ruined the coolest thing in one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're never going to learn. No, no, they're so out of touch and they're trying so hard to be relevant and they just screw it up. <laughs> and they have properties people want to hear about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's always a crapshoot with like DC fandom of like they're going to spend 15 minutes talking to the Batwoman cast about the upcoming season. And you may or may not want to see that. But like right. everything that Marvel does, people watch. So why not give the people that are actually subscribed to your service, like, like a decent shot of moon Knight or a decent shot of she Hulk? Like, right. I don't know. No, no. You build hype with the suggestion. Yeah. That doesn't work. No, it it doesn't. It's like the thing that I don't know if you watch CBS at all, but um, CBS is doing another push of like the, the crime shows and mm-hmm. they brought back CSI Vegas and what they started doing, I guess, during NCIS, one of the NCIS shows was during a commercial break, they'll drop in a complete scene from NC or NCIS Hawaii. Uh-huh. To where all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Wait, did I miss the end of the episode? And it's it's like four minutes long of like an av- like a full scene. And they're doing it to try to catch people's attention. And it's like, that's how you get somebody to turn off your show. Yeah, right. That's not going to capture my attention of like, oh, I need to watch this show. I'm going to be like, what the fuck is CBS doing? Right. So, yeah, none of none of these services know how to do a fucking streaming day or whatever like Star Trek day was okay but like that still didn't show you a whole lot but at least you got full trailers of stuff yeah so I don't know well and there's a new Spider-Man trailer tomorrow it's like yeah well, you why wouldn't you do this that? national platform <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, maybe the Spider-Man thing is different because it's in Sony and like, you know, it's not uh, really a Marvel thing, although it is, but you know, right. I don't know. I don't get the world today, but we did, we did end up watching the jungle cruise movie. Hey, I did too. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I don't uh-huh. even, I don't I even know the, where to start. I feel man. the same way. I feel the same way. So, I, so it was a I really, go ahead. No, you go, go ahead. I really wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. I watched it twice <laughs> thinking that maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind the first time. And it's a Pirates of the Caribbean ripoff. I was just about to say it's a weird entry for the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise for sure. Yep. Yep. It was, it, you know, they were like, what can we do with this property? And somebody said, why don't we make it like Pirates of the Caribbean? Now, I know that you may have not caught this, but the movie starts 
with an orchestral version of a Metallica song. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. I That immediately pulled me out of the movie. I turned to my kid and I was like, that's Metallica. Right. And she said, what? I said, that's Nothing Else Matters by Metallica. And then they revisit it with distortion guitars in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. In a movie that takes because place in, it hip. in like the the teens, the 1910 yeah. or 12 uh-huh. or whatever it is. And yeah. I was like, and the flashback that it's in is even older. Right. And I was like, what the fuck are we trying to say with the song whose lyrics are literally about a phone call that the guitar player had with a girl that he was kind of into. Like, that's what that song is about. And I don't understand why it's in Jungle Cruise. It's really weird. trying to be hip. Oh, is that, is that you know, how far we've fallen? And that movie felt like it was an animated film. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, there was... Uh, from the leopard to the the crazy vines dragging the guys into the forest. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, um, sure. <laughs> it's, it's really bizarre. Um, I mean, I like, I like the rock. Um, I think he's an okay actor. He's, he's not great, I, but he's okay for action movies. Sure. Um, but it was just so stupid. Well, and, and like, I, mean, I there were things just yeah. for the sake of doing them. Like when he climbs up out of the, the, the smokestack on the boat right. and then swings down on the rope to go into the door that he was right in front of. <laughs> right. And, and look, I've been on the, the jungle cruise ride enough to where I thought the, the beginning was funny that they were running through all the ride stuff. And that like, if you've been on the ride, okay, we're going to get all this shit out of the way in the beginning. And then we're going to tell our story. But then this, it was the story that they told just was not good. It was a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. What can we squeeze in here? Oh, the girl is traitor Sam. Right. The fans will love that. Right. And, and like, like you can see it, it was like, you know, at, at Disney world, there's a, there's that whole like ruins section that I don't think is in mm-hmm. Disneyland. And it so, is now. Oh, is it now? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, well, when are we going to get to the ruins? Oh, there they are. We're just going right. to do this stupid thing about this tree that has these magical healing abilities. Mm-hmm. And I liked, I personally liked the chemistry between, um, um, what's her name? Emily Blunt. Is that her name? Is that who's in it? Yep. Mary Poppins, yep. whatever her name is. Mary Poppins. And her brother. I thought, I thought Mary Poppins, her brother and the rock had decent chemistry together, but yeah. the story that they dropped them into was pitiful into what, and, and can you explain to me why Paul Giamatti was in the movie? I was just going to say, it's like, did they pay him in hookers and blow? <laughs> I, I don't under like, because I saw when he showed up and it's like, I, I didn't really pay any attention to any of the pre, you know, opening shit. So I, <laughs> he, I saw it's like, Oh, okay. Well, they've got a, you know, a good 
actor in here, and it was such a shit role. And the guy playing the prince. Okay. uh, Yeah. It should have been Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) But we got a, a, you know, we got a a lookalike. So sucked. So Jesse Plemons, who is from um, Breaking Bad, and he was in The Irishman. Um, and he was in one of the better episodes of black mirror where, um, it's like the star Trek spoof, um, where he plays like the captain, he does a decent job as an actor, but whoever was like, like that is a great German accent that you're doing. Like should have been fired. And when, like, they first introduced him, it's like, what accent is that? <laughs> it's like, huh? Yeah. I was I was incredibly disappointed. Incredibly disappointed. That it, I mean, just the visual effects weren't that nice. And, it, yeah. Yeah, it's, and there's definitely, like, like, I understand it's hard to get CG to look right with um, actors around and environments and things like that. But when you go from a real set in Hawaii to Georgia, where it's all indoors and it's all um, green screen, it's Mm -hmm. really apparent in this film. And it's not like it's not like they cheated it one way or the other. It's just like, Oh, we're inside a studio now and it's all CG. There's, there's that scene where they get to the, the snake biting its own tail on the map or whatever the fuck that was called. And they drain the water out. And Mm -hmm. this has to be the deepest pit in the world because there's literally 10 minutes of action that goes by where they keep sinking and they keep sinking and they keep sinking. Right. And like, they were already like below the, the, um, the falls to start with. And I right. was like, can't we just kind of like stop it? And like, is it just too boring to see like a rock wall behind him? Like it's real distracting when it's the other way. So I don't like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think Disney saw the opportunity to get the rock back in the, one of their films and cause he used to be king of the Disney live action movies. Yeah, but they were all bad. Well, and that was at they the time it was at the time when he was trying to make a name for himself. So he did whatever the fuck he right. could get. So that's why you get like the tooth fairy and right. whatever game plan or whatever the fuck that one is where he's the deadbeat father with the kid. Um, but you know, I'm sure it was like him. He signed on and Emily Blunt signed on. They were like, cool. And then Paul Giamatti signed on for some reason. They're like, awesome. This is going to be great. And then it just falls apart. Yeah. Once again, proving that it's really hard to make a movie out of a theme park ride. Like it doesn't work very often. No, but I am looking forward to the, it's a small world franchise. (laughs) I think that'll be great. I mean, besides Pirate of the Pirates of the Caribbean, did they ever have anything that worked? What do you mean, Disney? Yeah, like and lots of things that worked. No, but like based <laughs> off of their theme park rides. 
that was a ride first and then they transferred into a, a, a movie Haunted Mansion well, with Eddie Murphy the... no so we're going to redo it we're going to get a second chance now there is the Tower of Terror movie with Kirsten Dunst and um, Steve Gutenberg. that's a classic I thought they were remaking that with Scarlett Johansson they are oh well, I don't know if they're remaking it, but... But they're doing another movie version. based on that. Yes. Ugh. I don't know. It's it's just hard. And, like, we also watched, because it was on there, we watched Shang-Chi. Um, uh, uh, too. You saw that, too? Another animated movie. Well, yep. so I was really impressed for the first half of the movie, where I was like, the uh-huh. action is really cool, like, the visual effects were on point, and then they go to the different dimension and there's dragons. And I'm like, uh, well, not okay. only that, when they get to the, when they get to the, the mother's village or whatever, yeah. and they pass stupid foxes. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is that? You mean the Pokemon? Yes. Where they wind up in Pokemon land. Yes. Uh, yeah. Or the, the, the weird, like no headed, dog with wings thing yes that accompanies them wings yes yes oh why was the mandarin in it well the fake mandarin because that was that was marvel's way of of saying to all the people that hated iron man 3 look we're making up for your hatred of what we did to the mandarin yeah but they didn't and like i like ben kingsley i thought like he was funny in this and like they yeah. used him for what he was, but I, I clearly am not the audience for this movie. Like, and I like, I like Kung Fu movies and I like, you know, I like those types of things, but there was so much going on at the end of this movie that mm-hmm. I was just like, my mind exploded. I was like, I don't know what I'm watching anymore. And I don't really care. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen to Shang Chi nothing's going to happen to Aquafina. Like <laughs> Nora from Queens. Yeah. Nora from Queens, whatever. Um, you know, I thought when, when they first introduced her character, I was like, Oh, she's going to become really annoying really fast. And she did. And some of it was like over the top, but like they redeem her character by the end. And I was like, okay, cool. They bring back Wong from, um, yeah. Doctor Strange and he's fighting the abomination from the Hulk and it's like wow this is cool and then you're that, like that, the abomination looks pretty good compared to the last time we've seen well, him yeah I mean that was also like a decade ago yeah and like you know they introduce this bad guy the the um, the real Mandarin's right hand guy who has trained Shang-Chi and he's this badass mm-hmm. martial arts guy and then he gets his yep. soul sucked out and just right. falls on the floor dead. And I was like, okay. So then we're stuck with the guy with the blade arm. And then they, all the bad guys just are like, Hey, we'll fight with the good guys now. And I'm like, well, that was yeah. convenient. So, oh man. Again, I'm, I'm just not the audience for this film. No. Did you like the fact that Razor Fist had his own car with the with his name on it? <laughs> Just for the gag of, hey, that's my car. Right. 
right? Okay. And the ending was kind of weird too, where like this Shang-Chi sister says, you know, she's going to disband the organization and then you see that she's actually running it. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, they need a bad guy for part two, right? Uh, is there going to be two? Of course there's going to be a part two. They don't do anything as a single movie. <laughs> Everything is built within a, within a franchise. So, you know, yeah, the franchises have franchises with the Avengers movies. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's an Avenger now. Like, like basically, like the that whole cutscene with um, Wong and um, Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel mm-hmm. was basically like, "Hey, you're in it now, so good luck. Let us know when you need us." <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that felt so WB or CW <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, well, I think it was just an excuse to get Brie Larson back to remind everybody that she's Captain Marvel, even though, like, she's not in it for very long. Right. I mean, her hair grows out really fast, considering, like, this happens right after um, Infinity War or whatever that last one was. Mm-hmm where she had the short butch haircut. I don't know. It's I can usually justify the Marvel formula in a lot of what they do, but this one felt really forced. Yeah. You know, we've, we've got, we introduce these two characters and one of them, um, one of them's really good at driving cars. And so we're going to put her in situations where she's got to drive like on the bus and then the razor fist car thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's Chekhov's gun. You don't introduce something unless you're going to pay it off later. Right. And like, Oh, she's this really kick-ass driver. Okay. All right. So then, then we're going to use that a couple times. And then, you know, at the end we'll make her a good shot with a, with a bow and arrow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I it it could have been a better movie. Yeah. Yeah, and and Marvel falls into that thing of like I know it's a kung fu movie, so it's hard not to, but it all comes down to two people punching each other. Yeah. And this time they're just using fancy rings to do it. And mm-hmm. you know, the the real Mandarin doesn't really get um, a resolution other than does, does he really sacrifice himself? I don't really think so. I think he just gets attacked, but it, it feels weird that like Marvel didn't even stick to their own uh, formula for some of this. And maybe they were trying something new, but I just don't think it was that great. Yeah. And I'm not hearing great things about the Eternals either. No, I'm hearing horrible things about the Eternals, but it was still number one at the box office. So are people just going because it's a Marvel movie? Well, look, so was Dune. And I don't think Dune was that great of a movie either. Yeah. So I think people are just clamoring to get back out into society and whatever big name movie is there is the one that they're going to flock to. Hmm. Clifford the big red dog. (laughs) 
I'm sure that'll do really well for like the younger the younger kids. Oh, of course it is. You know, get them out of the house and into a theater. Well, now that they're vaccinated. Yeah, well, hopefully. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great weekend for movies because I was disappointed in the things that I saw, but. Yeah. Now, Disney Plus did have a nice Boba Fett documentary. Yes. It was really short. Yes. It was, but it was very nice to see Jeremy Bullock and his wife Maureen again. And, you know, so they paid trip. They, they know what the fans want. Yes. You know, so that's, that's what, see, and some of it just hits on all the right notes. And then some of it is, you know, the last Skywalker. <laughs> uh, so, so did I, did I watch this correctly? Jeremy Bullock is only Boba Fett and Empire Strikes Back. Uh, yes. Return of the and Jedi was somebody else. Yes. Okay. There were many, many men who played, um, Boba Fett. Okay. Cause I always uh, assumed that, a... that they brought him back for return of the Jedi, um, for the couple of scenes, but maybe that wasn't enough to justify bringing him back. I don't know. I mean, most of it was stunt work, so I understand that. Yeah. But I mean, to my own ignorance, I've seen the clips of the guy getting dressed in Boba Fett with the the Elvis glasses on. Uh huh. And thinking that looked enough like Jeremy Bullock in my mind that that was him. And so when they went through it in this and all of a sudden I heard him speak for the first time because all the clips I've ever seen never have the audio with it. I was like, holy shit, that's not Jeremy Bullock. So I I don't know. That was kind of a revelation to me that he's only in, and he embraced that one role to the point where like, like that's what he was known for and interacted with fans and like, you know, he he just accepted that that's what he was going to be remembered for. And, you know, it was nice. It was nice. And it was nice that they did pay that tribute to him and his wife. Yeah. Cause I mean, he was such a nice guy when I worked with him Yeah, and the wife too. It's, you know, Oh, so apparently according to IMDB, he was Boba Fett in, in return of the Jedi return of the Jedi. So it must have, so it must have been everything but the stunt stuff. Which was what? The well, anything that was out on the um, sail barge. Oh yeah. Because there's a bunch of flying scenes and um, a bunch of fight stuff. So I'm wondering whether or not he was actually involved in any of that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, then they brought like, like Daniel Logan back for this. And I was like, I've met him before and he was a little Mm -hmm. cocky Mm -hmm. back when I met him and he still kind of seems a little cocky. 
<laughs> and I was like, you haven't done enough to be cocky, man. Like, like tomorrow Morrison can be cocky as shit for everything that he does. Oh yeah. Daniel Logan doesn't have that right. No, not at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Nope. So yeah, it's, it's, it felt too that like, as they were making that, they, they needed to find like, I felt like they were shooting for a half an hour and they didn't really get there. Yeah. Because like all of a sudden, like, like you're taken to uh, Rancho Obi-Wan and they're like, here's the toys that are based on them. Right. And it's like, okay, were they looking for filler? And we're like, um, okay, well he's only in like six minutes of the movie and we've kind of run out of footage now. And so right. what about the toys? Let's talk about the toys. So, uh, yeah, exactly. It's really weird. That's a character who's got such little screen time is so popular. I mean, I think if he didn't look as cool as he did, he would have just fallen to the wayside. He would have been. Oh yeah. He would have been one of those characters that like they made a, they made a action figure of, and it just sat on the shelves. Right. But he just came off so cool and was in the right place at the right time that he just had this allure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's only like a month and a half now until we get the Boba Fett show. So that's right. We'll see what they Here's do. Open. Yeah. So, okay. My favorite Disney plus day thing that I saw. Uh-huh. Did you see the Willow video? That was so awful. You didn't, uh, you didn't find that funny. Uh, I don't know. I mean, having worked with Warwick before, yeah, I was—I don't know. I did think it was funny when uh, what's her name, Erin Kellyman, or yeah. the girl who was in Enfys Nest, and yeah. then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, yeah, it's like Warwick. We've we've worked together before, I'm solo. And he and and then Warwick was like, yeah. To be honest, that's the one I haven't watched. Right. But I also liked when he walked up to the kid that's in Spider-Man and was like, you've done some stuff, right? And he was like, yeah, I've done a lot of stuff. And he's like, what, like short films, student TikTok. stuff, TikTok. <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought in lieu of like, because I don't, I don't even know if they've shot anything for that. Yeah. Um, to include that and, ha- and, and at least come up with something that was amusing. Of like, what could we do with this group of people? Well, what if Warwick doesn't know who anybody on the cast is? I thought that that was clever for what it was. It at least uh, seemed like I they guess. tried. Other than like, here's some here's some artwork, or here's here's the whole She Hulk's legs. Like, yeah, uh, right. In a shitty presentation, I thought that that was the best. Yeah. Did you watch the Olaf stories? Olaf presents. No, the kid did. I didn't bother. They were cute. They were they were short enough that Josh Gad didn't irritate me too much. Well, that's what I I asked. Like, so I I 
I'm assuming that he needs work. That no, apparently he doesn't. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, because I had assumed that he probably pushed for like he probably sold that to Disney as like you know we should do a whole set of these for Disney Plus. You can pay me more money. Yeah. Um. No. We'll talk offline. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I have inside information. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Disney Plus Day. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see, what else has been going on? Uh, we had the season finale of Doom Patrol. Oh, that was the finale? That was the finale. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, they're just gearing up for like the final two episodes. Nope. Oh, that was it. Nope. Yeah. Apparently that was all. I I do like Michelle Gomez when she's not bad. Okay. I just her character. It's like I like her better when she's kind of wacky, and you know, like reading the notes on her on her vest, and you know, right. It's like I know, I know from somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> and then they've all got pieces of tape with their names on their foreheads. Yeah, so that they remember who they are, yeah. and like. Cliff is now instead of robot man, he's now this giant robot that they're all like sitting in. Yes. Well, I mean that was I kind of liked that. And and he's like, I finally came up with a name for us, Doom Force. And they're like, No. <laughs> so yeah, I I thought it was a strange ending because like the past couple seasons, there's been like definitive like here's the big battle and here's where we're going to leave it. It almost felt like, um, they didn't know whether or not they were going to get a season four. Mm. And this was kind of their like, um, well, we can end it here if we have to. Well, and it did go a little off the rails this season. It goes off the rails every season though, but that's the beauty of doom patrol. Yeah, I guess. I mean, come on, last year they had sex ghosts. Yeah. So, you know. Well, another series ended. Now what? (laughs) Have you watched Succession at all? Uh Uh-uh. No, that's a pretty good show. Is that the one that Karen Culkin is on? Yes. Okay. No, I haven't. It's... Um, Brian Cox is the main actor. It's got um, uh, Alan Ruck from. Um, oh yeah, yeah, you've mentioned that. Yeah, it's it's a really good show. It's it's all about like dynasty and like a media family and like the strife within it, and it's 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 this weird mixture of drama and comedy. Okay. And but it's done it's done particularly pretty well. So. I don't know. You might enjoy it. Yeah, I might check it out. Yeah. Might check it out. Um, whichever one of the teen channels, <laughs> what's it called now? 
CWWB, CW, CW, um, has brought back a series that I think was on TBS called The 4400, and Summer Glau was in it. Oh, okay. And I, I, I watched the first two. I'm going to be interested to see what they do differently in this. I mean, basically, there's 4,400 missing persons from all over the world who just suddenly end up in the same place. Like, oh. out of their time zone, out of their timeline. So is this is this a remake of the original show, or is this, like, um, a continuation? Um, I think it's a relaunch. Okay. Um, Billy Campbell was in it. Um, back before he was anybody, Mahershala Ali, who was in Green Book. Right. And it's going to be the new Blade. Um, yep. But if, if you look at the original cast, it was very white. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah. And then you look at it now and it's like they've really gone diverse. There's, you know, a, a black girl from like the 50s and there's a, a black pastor from even earlier than that. And um, it, it's interesting to see how they're updating it. it. It's not for me. It's not appointment TV yet. OK. Like I watched the first couple of episodes and I haven't really watch the you know watch the last couple okay uh, but it's an interesting concept and it's an interesting concept that now they have money <laughs> <laughs> so when the in the original one when they come back from wherever they've been they um just kind of appear yeah okay. you know around this lake and you don't know you know, they're kind of lying around. You really don't know what's happened. Was there an accident? Um, oh, my God. This is the whitest cast I've ever seen. Yeah. And then look at the new cast. Yeah. I, I saw I, I saw that one first. Yeah. So is it does this one start off kind of like the original one where like they all reappear? Or is this like, yeah, is this like where well, they yeah, were? Like it's. No. So this starts off with them basically falling out of these wormholes in the sky. Okay. In a park in Detroit. In the original one, like I said, it just kind of opens with all these bodies kind of lying around this lake and people trying to get out of the water and like no visual effects. I <laughs> honestly, I don't remember any visual effects in the original series. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's i don't know where it's going it might not last the last a season but i mean have we really run out of ideas where we have to bring back the 4400 uh we had to bring back csi vegas that's true <laughs> And are there really, really any original ideas? No, but it would just be nice to where it's like, hey, 
um, here's something, here's a new, here's a new show that's not really based on anything. I mean, I say that well, and then like they did that with like, no, actually Labreo was a lost ripoff. So, um, I don't know. There is Bob Loves Ab- Bob Loves Abishola. <laughs> is that? You haven't watched that? No. <laughs> it's it's the actor who was Mike and Mike and Molly, who falls in love with his Nigerian nurse when he's recovering from a heart attack. Oh. And they get married. Oh. Okay. I I find it funny. Okay. And I like the accents. <laughs> you like the I'll accents. Say, I like the Nigerian accents. Okay. Bob. <laughs> All right, I'm looking it up. Okay. Let's see. Abishola. That's a name and a half. Yes, it is. Okay. I mean, sure. I mean, as long as you like it, that's all that's important, right? That's right. Screw everybody else. Homeboy doesn't look good with a mustache, though. Billy Gardell. Oh, (laughs) Mike. Mike. It's a fat guy mustache, and it just makes him look creepy. Uh, yeah. Like if you were seated to see this dude out on the street, you'd be like, that's a child molester. <laughs> Missy Pyle, isn't it? Yep. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Christine Ebershaw. She plays Bob's mother who's had a stroke. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of comedy there. Of course. Well, actually, there was an episode where she's in rehab and she meets a man and it's it's John Ratzenberger. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and they're in therapy in like bungee harnesses to try to learn how to walk again okay and it's just it's just stupid they're like just kind of swinging around <laughs> like oh let's make fun of people with strokes as you do as you do you know whatever works right you know i mean when somebody says comedy i think you know stroke victims stroke, stroke victims hilarious <laughs> uh. Well, it's nice that these, they're all getting work. It is. I mean, being that his his career never took off like, um, like what's her name's? Melissa Molly. McCarthy. Yeah. Right. But where's she been lately? Uh, well, let's see. She's Ursula in The Little Mermaid for 2023. Ugh. 
she's she was in that horrible superhero movie. Yes. With the uh, uh, shit pie actress. Thunder Force. Yes. Um, she's doing a TV show in 2022 called God's Favorite Idiot. Hmm. She's in the next Thor movie. She's in a in a show on Hulu called Nine Perfect Strangers, which I hear really good things about. So that's the Nicole Kidman one. Yeah, can't really be due to her then. Yeah. Uh, she did Thunder Force and Super Intelligence, I think, for um, both of those for Netflix. Hmm. So you know. I tried with the new Ghostbusters coming out. I tried to watch the 2016 one. Oh, it's just horrible. And so, and, um, I when, mean, when I, when I signed up for voodoo, which is the online streaming movies yeah. thing, um, because I connected my iTunes to the voodoo, I was given a bunch of movies shit that okay. I'd never watch. And Ghostbusters 2016 was one of them. Um, and it's the extended version, I guess. I couldn't tell you because I didn't, I've never seen it before. So I sat down to watch this one day and I only made it about a third of the way through before I had to stop. There's one of, one of the things that I think worked with the original two movies the first one more than the second one is that they were at least trying to take it seriously. Like they were scientists and they were doing this. It just happened to be such a comedic thing that like you laugh at it. And this is all played for stupid, like punchlines and well, it's Kristen Wiig and it's Kate McKinnon and it's Melissa McCarthy and what was the other one? Leslie Jones? Yeah. Y- you know, it's all shtick. There's a scene where, so you know, um, they're doing, I, I think they're in like, they're, they're searching for their first ghost or something. And they've all got, I don't remember if it's when they have their proton packs on or not, but there's a scene where, um, not Kristen Wiig. Who's the who's the other one from Saturday Night Live? Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Where she puts down whatever she has in her hand and grabs a, a thing of Pringles. And she literally makes an offhanded comment. And then Kristen Wiig says something and she pops one in her mouth and she goes, when you pop, you can't stop. And I was like, is that supposed to be funny? Right. Like it comes out of nowhere. And it's just like we're going to do all this stupid shit and then kind of call it a comedy, but like they're, they're oogling Chris Hemsworth when he comes in and they make him like the stupidest guy on the planet. And you're like, Oh my God, like Chris Hemsworth signed up for this. Like he's lucky this didn't kill his career. It was just so bad. Yeah. Like, and I'm all for female ghostbusters. Like that, what, that's not the problem with the movie. It's a really bad movie is what the problem is. Yeah. It, it, 
it was a bad script. It was the wrong cast. I just, I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to the one that's coming out, although I really don't want to go into a theater to see it. Yeah. You mean Stranger Things 4? <laughs> Did they find Marge or Barb? And probably. I'll find Barb in this one. Barb is actually Zool. There you go. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> no, I'm Barb. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's really hard to look at like something like this that, that, and not think that it was meant for anything other than a cash grab, but. It's what it was. It's like, Hey, we have this property. It's Melissa McCarthy doing her shtick. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, Kristen Wiig has been in some things that I think has stretched her as an actress where this wasn't one of them. This was not one of them. And, and she played the same character again in Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And my, my, you know, my Kate McKinnon knowledge is some of the stuff that I've seen her on on Saturday Night Live and this. And it just seems mm -hmm. like this is a character that she would have pitched on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So I don't know. It was not Yet good another though. disappointment. Not even Chris Hemsworth could save this. But you know. No. What are you gonna do? It was cash grab. You said it. And amazingly, it's got a six point five out of ten on IMDB. That's way higher than I thought it would be. Well. Think of the audience. You know, a generation who's never seen Gilda Radner and Jane Curtin thinking that, oh my God, that Melissa McCarthy, she's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and she's a big girl. She's just like me. <laughs> it's got the most, It's it's got the highest rating from females 30 to 44. I could see that. Um. Yeah, because Again, that's that's the age. Well, thirty to forty-four isn't millennials, is it? Uh, isn't eighteen to twenty-nine uh -oh. millennials? Oh, is it? I don't know. <laughs> and it's got a higher rating in the U.S. than it does in the rest of the world. So, I still think it's too high, though. I think 6.5 is gener generous for that. What do you think is a 6.5 rating movie? That I've seen recently? Or not so recently. Um, well, to stay on brand, um, I think The Force Awakens is a 6.5. Out of 10? Out of 10. Okay. And I think the other two dropped dramatically under that, but... Yeah, I would agree. I would I would think that if I was to rate the Star Wars films of the Disney era, um, 6.5 
would be the Force Awakens. Okay. I would give 8.5 to Rogue One. Okay. And a solid 7 for Solo. And what would be a perfect 10? Empire. Okay. Yeah, I would say, and and like nine would be, a new hope. Um, eight and a half, maybe eight for Return of the Jedi. Raise the Lost Ark, perfect ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would I would say yeah to that. Okay. So, you know. Dune only has an 8.2 on Internet Movie Database, the new one. Only has an 8.2? Out of 10, yeah. That's good, isn't it? Well, uh, th- yeah, but the way that everybody has been sucking this movie's dick, you would think that it would be a 10. <laughs> oh. The top review is a 2 out of 10 and it says bewildered by the good reviews, boring and slow. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a really good-looking film. It's got amazing yeah. effects. It's got, you know, some really cool visuals. It's just I don't know how you do that story justice. Uh, it's very hard because it's very complicated. Yeah. It's very involved. It spans so many different worlds that it's kind of hard to, you know, keep track of everything. And I like Dennis Villeneuve. I think he's a good director, but the yeah. the shit that everybody's like, like he's the best director ever. He's he's it's like no, he's not really. He's good. He's done some really solid stuff. Yeah. But I don't think he's like the next Spielberg. I mean, Blade Runner 2049 was okay, but it's not like I wouldn't say it's it's the 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 sequel that everybody was after for Blade Runner. And I don't hmm. think that okay. Dune is that way either. I don't think like like dune dune is this thing where it's like here's this really complicated story and all this stuff that's going on i think he did a good job but i don't see them like i don't see it as like the best film of the year like people are talking about okay it's especially weird that like if you were to watch this and you were to, to watch Dune from 1984, there's almost shot for shot reshoots of some of the scenes. Like, and I, I don't know if you ever saw when the, when the Dune trailer came out, somebody put it alongside the original Dune 1984 trailer. Oh. And like same camera angles, same 
like delivery of some of the stuff and it's like wow huh. okay <laughs> but it'll be twice as long as the original dune which was too long to begin with well and apparently they're also doing a tv show Ugh. dune the sisterhood so that'll be all about the ben Gesserit. yes interesting yep You got it. Mm, I don't want it. Do you have the receipt? Can I take it back? <laughs> you know, th- he bitched a month uh, that they were going to release Dune at the same time on HBO Max as they did on in the theater. Yeah. And so that was an issue. But the fact that they're they're giving him a TV show on HBO Max based on Dune, that's OK. That he's not going to bitch about. Yeah. And I, I guess, I guess he made a big stink that part two could only be released in theaters. Like, like they couldn't do the HBO max thing on the same day. And it's like, I much prefer the same day. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be a way to, to tally up how many people watched it in that first weekend. Uh huh. You know, add that to the box office. It's just so weird when I when directors like him and um, um, Chris Nolan are like, you have to see this on the big screen. Like, you have to see this on the biggest screen imaginable. And it's like, but 99% <laughs> of its life is going to be on my 55-inch television. Uh, or smaller. Or smaller. On your phone. Yeah. So yeah. why am I having to, like... Why can't I watch it the way I want to watch it? Yeah. It's weird. It's wacky. I don't know. What else have you been watching? Uh, what else have I been watching? I asked you first. Uh, Supergirl's over. Yay. Like over, over, right? Yep. Uh, Batwoman is kind of getting into its groove this season. Yeah. They got, I mean, Kate is gone. Kate is off looking for her cousin, Bruce. Oh. So, you know, they they brought the character back and then they sent her away. So to go back to to go back to Supergirl for one minute. Um, okay. I read a synopsis of the last episode because I didn't really want to sit through it. Uh-huh. Did they bring back Calista Flockhart? Yes. Okay. They did. And the, the big reveal is that... Um, Calista Flockhart has known all along that she was Supergirl. Right. And, and, she, and she basically outs her on camera. So she it's not like she left the planet or anything. She's still technically around, right? Who, Supergirl? Supergirl. Or did she like yeah. give it up? No, she's she's around. Okay. It was a very, very weird final episode because <laughs> 
like the first hour and 10 minutes they like defeat the big bad and it's like now what are you gonna do and i think they were like hmm now what are we gonna do (laughs) they they brought back a bunch of characters from the past has like one little final farewell black jimmy olsen was there jeremy jordan was there Nice. They didn't bring back King Kane. <laughs> well, of course not. And, and the weird, the weirdest part about it, so they're on the streets of wherever the hell they are, battling, you know, these aliens who came from the other dimension, and Helen Slater shows up with like his big gun and starts shooting, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then like, you know. I don't remember if it was Supergirl or her adopted sister, but sees her and goes, Mom? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Okay. It was weird. It, it outlived its purpose. It was all about this whole season. Um, Supergirl gets sent into the Phantom Zone and she has to escape and she runs into another imp like Mixel Pitlick. Yeah. Except this is Nixel Pitlick and it's a girl. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and they kind of, she helps her escape and they get to Earth whatever number they're on and Nixel Pitlick becomes evil and Lex Luthor in the future has fallen in love with her. So Lex is back and he's trying to convince her to, to, to marry him. It was bizarre. It was like, (laughs) what a waste of actors times. (laughs) It was horrible. It was horrible, but it's done. Lesson learned (laughs) or not. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, Batwoman's getting interesting. Right now they're doing the um, Freak of the Week model. Okay. At the end of last season, um, the Batcave gets blown up. And a bunch of Bruce's souvenirs are are floating around and you see them in the, in the river and it's, you know, it's, it's the penguins umbrella and it's a vine growing out of the ground very fast. And in this one, they have to, the new bat woman has to um, work with uh, Alice to get all of the souvenirs back in the right hands. So it's like the first one was somebody who, who found the Mad Hatter hat and um, it's interesting. They they did a really interesting thing on Mister Freeze, okay, where um, Nora Freeze is actually still alive. That they actually found a way to to um, release her from stasis. Hmm. Okay, it, that was kind of kind of an interesting kind of twist to do right and um kate's chinese sister i think is going to become poison ivy (laughs) but it's i mean it's it's better than it was before 
Yeah, you so feel have to... you feel like maybe the poison pill is out of the show finally. Um. Well, you know, and that's the other weird thing. Because remember, like, when she left the show, then suddenly it was like, oh, no, this was a wonderful experience. I just have to leave for my health. And, you know, I'd, I'd be well, I'd be more than willing to come back at some point. Yep. And then it's like, oh, they, like, treated me like shit. And they made me work all these hours. And I got hurt. <laughs> and that's <laughs> like, all right, whatever. Oh, first no world problems. Yeah, no sympathy. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that either. It's. It just. It just seems like she's too high maintenance. Yeah. Well, apparently. Has she even completed anything since she left? I know she was cast in something. Um. I don't. I don't know. I think there was a. What did I see her in recently? There was a movie. What was her name? Amber Rose? Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Um, what, what was it that I just saw her in? You sure it's Ruby Rose? Yes. She's not coming up. I'm looking at her thing right now. Oh, she's in Orange is the New Black. Yeah, she was also in the second John Wick movie. Okay. That was before as well. Um, I mean, she's got credits from 2020 and 2021. Vanquish, SAS Red Notice. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it all looks like it's direct to video VOD shit. Yeah. You know. I would think that if she has a career, she's going to get pigeonholed into that kind of badass. It's all action fighting. stuff. Yeah, it's all action stuff. Yeah. Because, I mean, before Batwoman, she would, you know, she did the John Wick movie. She did Orange is the New Black. She did Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. So the ta- the the tagline for Vanquish is a mother Victoria is trying to put her dark past as a Russian drug courier behind her. But retired oh, cop Damien go. forces Victoria to do his bidding by holding her daughter hostage. Starring Morgan Freeman, Ruby Rose, and Patrick Muldoon. Mm. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I think Morgan Freeman will do anything for a job. That's got 2.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Mm. Well, I, I definitely, 500 votes. I definitely think Morgan Freeman is getting to the point where he's, he's like, is there a paycheck in it? Okay. I'll do it. It's very much like Bruce Willis. I think Bruce Willis now, as long as they're willing to meet his terms, which is like a million dollars a day, he's willing to come on and do the biggest pieces of shit that that is out there just because, you know, his name still sells movies for some reason. Right.
I mean, he's got he's got a couple of things that are filming and in post production, but like he was in the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Uh huh. He was. Um, he's in some TV show called Great Escapes with Morgan Freeman. Mm. And then he's got a bunch of stuff in pre and post. Multi, Paradise Highway, A Good Person, Sniff, Hate to See You Go. Okay. Yeah, I just think that it, it's he's like, okay, I'm just going to capitalize on all this shit now. You want me to do the voice? I'll do the voice. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the electric company reunion to happen. <laughs> Him, Rita Moreno. Hey, whatever. Got to get your start somewhere, right? Or you're finished. Or you're finished. Oh. Poor Morgan Freeman. No, no sympathy. Used to be a respected actor. What happened? He fell in love with his niece. <laughs> That's so creepy. Yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know. It just... Now there seems like there's nothing to watch on TV. It, yeah, it's kind of at that point again. I mean, now that Doom Patrol's over and um, Titans, like, it's real slim pickings during the week. Yeah. If only there were like a streaming service that had some new content. Oh, that's the thing. Like all the streaming services don't really seem like it. The the fall has seemed to be like the dry period. Yeah. At least for the streaming services I have. I don't know what Apple TV is doing, but. Definitely doesn't feel like there's a whole lot new. At least the people are talking about. Right. Beverly D'Angelo is 70 today. Wow. Yeah. And it was Ed Asner's birthday. Oh. Oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's still his birthday. He's just not alive to celebrate it. It's the anniversary of his birth. Yes. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of birthdays of people I have no clue who they are. Yaya da Costa? Who? Yaya da Costa. She's 39. Sure. Today. Okay. She was in The Butler, Take the Lead, The Kids Are Alright, and In Time are her known fours doing a TV series called Our Kind of People. Whatever that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was a runner-up on America's Next Top Model. Yeah. And she played the same character on three different shows. 
Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD. Well, they're all the same show. Are they? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I haven't seen any of them, so I couldn't tell you. No. So happy birthday to Yaya DaCosta. Oh. Good for her. Wherever you are. Congratulations on making it around the sun once again. There's an actress named Asia Kate Dillon that has a birthday today. She was also in John Wick Chapter 3 and Orange is the New Black. Something called Genlock. I mean, hey, what are you going to do, right? Take the stuff that's available to you. Uh, yeah. Rapper B.O.B. is 33. Ooh. I don't know who that is. I don't either, but was, he's 33. Was he the dude that swore up and down the, the, the earth was flat? I have no idea. Was that him? I have no idea. <clears throat> flat earth rapper let's see what that <laughs> rapper B.O.B okay raising funds to check if the earth was flat in 2017 why do people think that the earth is flat I don't understand it's the weirdest thing in the world Mm-hmm. He started to go fund me for it. That just sounds like a grift to me. Some proponents of the flat earth theory claim NASA employees guard the edge of the world to prevent people falling off. That's what people believe in. You want to become a proponent well, of flat Earth? Um, no, no. I don't want. I don't want to fall off the edge, Chris. <laughs> well, that's what the NASA people are there for. To catch you. To make you sure that you don't space? fall off. Oh. I'm sure that, that all the flat earth people were pointing at like the, the design of Asgard and Thor where it's just one flat thing with a mountain on it. Right. And we're like, that's what our earth looks like. The water just kind of falls off the edge. Except you never seem to get to the edge, do you? Maybe it's just so big you'll never get to the edge. You just keep going. There you go. Uh, so it looks like the movie Rogue Squadron that was in development with by Patty Jenkins is 
reportedly delayed due to creative differences with Lucasfilm. That's a nice way of saying that it got shit-canned. Mm. I mean, think of all the things that Disney announced for Star Wars that didn't happen. That got shit-canned because of people or, you know, creative differences. You mean the Cara Dune series? Well, not just that, but like, wasn't there one like the, called like the Acolytes or something? I thought that was still active. Is it? I mean, we don't we don't hear anything about it, so it's really hard to tell, like what's what anymore. But like, I just remember all this shit where it was like, um, you know, we're gonna do all these different things, and then you know, Rogue Squadron's gonna be on here, and it's gonna be the first Star Wars film helmed by a woman, and then uh, no, it's not. The film has been delayed indefinitely. The Lucasfilm has yet to officially comment on the matter when Hollywood Insider suggests creative differences between the studio and Patty Jenkins. Mm. Maybe they actually saw Wonder Woman 1984 and said, yeah, we don't want you to do this. So is it was is Acolyte still in production? Uh, it's slated for twenty twenty three. Okay. Did you so? Did you watch the remake of Home Alone on Disney Plus? Uh, no, I have no interest <laughs> in that thing. I can't believe they remade that. Like, what the actual fuck? Yeah. And is, is the family British or something? Does the kid have a British accent? Yes. Okay. Yep. So does it take place nope. in the UK? Nope. Okay. Damn immigrants. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's got a 3.6 out of 10. Ooh. Uh, trying to see if there's a... Max Mercer, a mischievous and resourceful young boy, has been left behind while his family is in Japan for the holidays. So when a married couple attempting to retrieve a priceless heirloom sets their sights on the Mercer family's home, it's up to Max to protect it from the trespassers, and he'll do whatever it takes to keep them out. The reboot promises hilarious hijinks of epic proportions, and despite the absolute chaos, Max eventually comes to realize that there really is no place like home sweet home. Does he make the face? Uh, I don't think so. But there is, I guess, a connection to the original film. The, um, um, the security guard comes out to check on, I guess, the house after an alarm goes off. And it's got the name McAllister on the jacket, which is the kid's name in the first one. And it's his brother, the one that picks on him. Oh. And so, like, there's supposed to be this tie to the original, but whatever. That's that's great. Yeah. I mean, what else is Keenan Thompson going to do? He had a series for five minutes. (laughs) 
and now he's doing this. Oh, they dragged yeah, poor Chris right. Parnell into this. Poor Chris Parnell. And Pete Holmes and Rob Delaney. And Who's Pete Holmes? Oh, he did, he's he's got a podcast. Um, he's done a bunch of shit on um, like HBO and stuff. Oh. He was part part of College Humor for a long mm. time. Okay. Oh, so the main kid was in Jojo Rabbit. As Jojo? No, as his little or fat friend. Oh. Say hello to my little fat friend. <laughs> he was Yorkie in, in Jojo Rabbit. Yorkie? Yorkie, yeah. Okay. It was the little fat kid that, that like, befriended him at, like, the... the Hitler youth camp. <laughs> what a weird world we live in where there's an actual comedy about Hitler. That's right. Well, it's not the first. No, but. There's the producers. Yeah. There's to have and have not, both by Mel Brooks. That's true. Oh, good times. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. No? All right. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Frank owes me money. (laughs) 